This is a news sharing um, episode because you didn't know about the movie. Did you know that I got fired? Mm-hmm. How you know? Uh, mom told me. Mom be snitching. <laughs> oh, she be snitching. I tell you about the time that I got shot at. What? Hmm. So, what do you think about your dad getting shot at? That was one of the times. But I'm not that shocked. Why? Uh, You're not shocked that I got shot at? No, it's it's not like. I don't know. It's not like super, super shocking. Like what about me says I sh- I, that I was in shootouts when I was younger? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now, here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. Welcome to the Dear Son Show, where we have conversations about fatherhood. It's forefathers, those with fathers, and the fatherless, so nobody's left out. No topics are off limit because I would want my son to have access to all of these conversations, and that's the premise. Speaking of my son, he has made another appearance. He's making another appearance on the show. Son, what's good with you, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Doing well? Mm-hmm. Summer's coming to a close, at least the uh, the the non-school part of summer. Mm-hmm. What are you excited about? Or are you even excited about getting back into school? Yes, I'm excited about getting to school. I'm also excited for the audio and visual class that I have. Mm. It's really interesting. Yeah, I want to learn about that. Okay. What do you think you want to do with it? I might want to pursue a career if I like it or find it interesting enough. Okay. It's definitely an option. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited because clearly uh, I'm into audio and visual and I'm learning as well. Um, but I would it would be great for you to take a liking to it so that you can help. And, you know, maybe you have some ideas and stuff that you want to produce as well. But it is very overwhelming to try to do all of it at once. Um, of course, I have a partner, uh, your Uncle James, that's uh, helping us out here at Bang Board Studios for this episode. But even with two people, there's still things to miss. So it would be great to have that thing in common with you, especially if you take a liking to it. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, did you know I'm writing a movie? I probably didn't tell you. Writing a movie? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. didn't tell me that Yeah man Writing a, a movie It's Loosely based on Some of the events That I've experienced in life Especially these last Several years uh, In my corporate career um, What do you think about that Just first of all That's That's new <laughs> That's new mm-hmm. I didn't and, expect that Yeah um, Got a lot man I I Again, part of this whole process is me learning how to communicate. So I have a lot of stuff that I think through and develop and I don't share with a lot of people. So it's not just you. Uh, but your mom knows. I don't know if anybody else in the family knows. There's some characters based on our family. So there's two opportunities. One, to provide input as to how that character is developed through the story. And two, to actually be an actor uh, or an actress uh, for your for your sister's. But I'm excited about it, man. It's um, I feel like I needed a create. I always need a creative outlet, and I haven't always found one. So I think that's part of why, for a long time, I was just 
stressed out. I looked stressed out, and my actions suggested I was um, that I was stressed out. So, how you feel about being an actor? An actor? Hmm. Or would you rather just provide written contributions and and um, ideas about how my son in the story develops? I think I could be an actor. Okay. Acting <laughs> is interesting. Okay. Well, we're going to see for sure. Um, so since this is a news sharing um, episode, because you didn't know about the movie, did you know that I got fired? Mm-hmm. How you know? Uh, mom told me. Mom would be snitching. <laughs> oh, she'd be snitching. Yeah, so it's, it's not it's not as cut and dry as a, as a normal um, termination. It's because of my position, um, there's a way that certain people in certain roles could exit. So there's, I'm not panicked or stressed about, about money. We got to be smarter about some things, but luckily, thank God that, um, you know, we're, we're financially prepared for, for a good, a good good amount of time, uh, that doesn't cause pressure to immediately to run something else, run to something else. My dad lost his job when he was 50, some papa, when he was about 51 or 52, he was in a different position and he pretty much got two weeks notice and whatever money he had at that time was the money he had at that time. So I learned a very valuable lesson about corporate from watching him is that any day could be your last day. That doesn't mean that you show up and do nothing because you, you know, you always expected to get terminated, but um, you always got to be aware that you need to have options uh, in life. So again, if you, if you're looking to get into to film that could really play out into our family dynasty, because that's what, that's what I want to do. I want to create content that helps people um, that look like us, people that don't look like us and uh, just really have a positive family. Um, but I want to say presence uh, in the, uh, in the media space. So since you know that I got fired, how did you, what did you think when you heard that? I mean, I don't know. I know that it must have sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Probably unexpected, but these things happened. And as you said, uh, we are financially prepared. Oh, we are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. We have to talk about that offline. And I, I get what you're saying. So it it wasn't a shock because a lot of things happened leading up to it where I could kind of tell that it was going that way. I'd actually been mentally preparing since I didn't get the role that I was acting in for about a year. For about a year and a half, I was the acting vice president of the organization that I worked for. And that's the highest position within the supply chain organization. That position was formally... Um, Given to somebody else, not given, but they chose somebody else. So in my mind, I already knew because of the level of experience that I had that at some point that was going to be an off ramp for me. And that was, you know, that was more than a year now. And then my company got bought by another company. Do you understand what that means? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, they had people in similar positions and I had been through the process on the other side where the company that I worked for when I was in that position, we bought other companies. Then you have to make a decision about who stays, who goes. 
So I wasn't really surprised. Um, I will say when the news was delivered, it sent a little shock because there's preparing for it and then there's actually hearing the words. So when I when I heard the words and then that was, you know, there's some finality um, associated with it. So my last day is going to be October 3rd. So I'm still uh, employed now. Um, but yeah, so it, it was it was much more difficult for me to watch my dad go through it because he and I worked at the same company at the time. So imagine if you and I work for the same company, we both show up to work one day and they tell me I'm fired. Right. And then you still work there. Uh, how do you think you would feel if that was the case? If you both work for the same, we both work for the same company. They fired me, but they kept you. How would you feel as an adult, as an adult, if you can put yourself in those shoes? Uh, I think I would feel like that would be unfair. It would definitely be a change going from something I'm used to to something that I'm not used to. I'm not sure completely how I would feel like in its entirety, but that's what I can gather so far. Yeah, because you don't you don't feel the responsibility of bills and, you know, the cost of life and all of that. And that's that's something that your mom and I. I, well, no, both of us need to do is, is make sure that you and your siblings are aware of how life works financially. Um, I don't think you have, I don't think that you're completely unaware of the value of money, but I think you would be in, it would open your eyes to see what it costs to run the house, right? Then you might think differently. Then you might understand why I'm annoyed when certain things are not taken care of. You're not doing your chores and we're not keeping the house as we need to as a family um, because it's, it's, it's a really big investment. Um, and it's not an investment that I mind making because I love my family. There's just, you know, we, we got to we got to keep working. Um, we got to work together to make sure that that the house is taken care of. So what do you think about um what do you think my next move should be? Your next move? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you should keep doing this and what makes you happy. Mm. Why? Because I don't know. I can I can see it going somewhere. Mm-hmm. But why do you think it's important to, uh, to, for you to be happy doing earning a living? Because. You can have a lot of money, but that won't make you happy. And you'll just be living and working for the money. And that's not a good way to live. Mm-hmm. That, that could be mentally draining. You don't say. That's practically how I lived for the last 10 years, last seven years for sure. I was making decisions based on, um, it's not like, it's not that I didn't like the work. It wasn't as fulfilling as like this is. I didn't, I, I think the impact that I could have in that space, um, I think I had achieved it. So it was hard to find something like what is the what is the thing that I'm focusing on that keeps me uh, in a good headspace and makes you know coming to work easy every day or desirable every day. And again, I'm thankful for it because it, it it helped position as well. So I never want you to think that sometimes you have to do what you don't necessarily want to do at that time to set you up to do the things that you want to do. 
My actual goal is to facilitate options for you and your siblings and even your mom to where you don't have to go through that process as long. Um, and it doesn't mean that you know right away what you want to do. So, like I said, it'll be, it'll be interesting to um, to see how this audiovisual experience plays out for you. I want to talk about um, like safety in school. Like, do you feel safe? Because it's you're living in a very different world than than how I grew up. And the way conflicts play out today are very different than how they played out when I was in school. So when I was in school, you could actually have a fight and that could be the end of it. Now, it's it doesn't even get to a fight. You know, there there are people, um, you know, students your age and maybe even younger that uh, that don't have the mental capacity to deal with the life that they're living. And then they kind of take it out on other people. Do you feel do you feel how do you feel when you go to school? How do I feel? Mm-hmm. Like in terms of safety, or are you even aware or conscious of? Yeah, I'm. I'm aware and conscious of it. That's kind of a difficult question to answer. Because mm-hmm. it might not be something that um, it might be something that you go think about. And it's not in terms of making you scared, but uh, I worry a lot about y'all being aware of your surroundings, and we do our best to position, you know, like where we live and the the school districts and the opportunities to, to be seemingly, um, least likely for those things to happen. But as we saw in, you know, your school districts over the last couple of years that things happen. So, um, I'll tell you about the time that I got shot at. What? Hmm. Maybe it's a good time. Story time. So my senior year, um, I graduated from high school the summer after my senior year between graduating and going to college. Uh, we, we ran into an incident. So the friends that I was hanging out with then, you know, a lot of them, Uncle Walt, Marcus, Junie. Um, I don't think you met Grog. Or, I don't know if you met Mike or some other people, but we like the people that you're likely to see me around now, especially when I go home, are the people that I hung out with then. And one of the individuals um, had a girlfriend or had a a female friend that was um, didn't have his best interest in in heart. Right. So I think she started talking to somebody else or another guy was jealous. And it came to a point where the answer was to fight physically fight to go square up and he calls me and he says hey you know we got a problem you know, I need y'all I need y'all we got to ride up here and take care of something and at that time that's what made sense to me so what I did was I gathered the people in my car that I was confident in um like if we actually had to you know if we we're going to fight you want to make sure that you got people that know how to fight, right? Or oh, stay away from it. Stay away from it, period. Just lose the <laughs> store. Um, so we go up, we, you know, we're, it, it's this dramatic carpool. I think it's two or three, two, two cars. We're going up to where the individual lives. So we're going to their neighborhood. Bad idea, right? Just for whatever that's worth. Um, know your surroundings. On the way there, the guy that had the problem with the girl stops and calls her and says, hey, 
me and my boys, we on our way, blah, 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 hyping the whole thing up. So they had all the information on us and, you know, the time that we would arrive, we had no information on them. Like, I didn't even know the guy that he had a problem with. I don't even know if I saw him. So we get to the neighborhood and it's a long street in the dead end. Um, and the one car, one of the two cars that, that was the group that I was with parks, they drive up, they park and they start walking. I wasn't comfortable. So I circled around because I wanted to see, um, what the environment was. And I pull up to this one particular area and this is a neighborhood similar to, similar to what we, do you remember our first house in Hampton? You were very small before we moved to Northern Virginia, but a neighborhood like uh, uh, Grandma, like uh, Grandma Jean and Papa's, okay. a neighborhood like that. So it's okay. not like we pulled up to, um, to a slum or anything like that, or or, or anything that looked like projects. Regular neighborhood. We pull up, and this guy walks out from a bush. He walks towards me, pulls out his pistol. Now I'm so in the mode of. Let's fight. I'm not processing it fast enough. I'm still thinking that we're about to be superheroes and get out and beat these guys up. But he walks towards me and he cocks the gun. Then he walks to the back of the car. Now, the car that I had was an 88 Toyota Camry. You probably can't even fathom what that is. <laughs> uh, but you can thank Papa for this. Sometimes when you hit the gas, the car wouldn't move. It would stall out. Guess what happened this time? It didn't move. It did not move. So I hit the gas and I'm still looking at the guy walking to the back. Like I said, he cocked his pistol as the car starts to slowly move. He shoots the back window up and hits one of my friends in the shoulder. To further uh, show how stupid we were at that time, um, you would think when somebody gets shot. The answer is to go to the hospital. Very good. It's not exactly what our first train of thought was. Um, everybody thought about where we could go to get a gun because nobody in my car had a gun. Uh, we were between 17 and 19, the oldest person maybe, or maybe 20. Uh, but, but we didn't have any guns, and that wasn't our normal thing to, to walk around with guns. Like I said, because at that time, if, if you had to fight, you would fight. you either win or lose. But something... Um, you know, my, my, my boys in the back, he's like, ah, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit. And we're driving for a little bit. And I was like, man, we got to go to the hospital. Like, cause I, it, I couldn't, like if something happened and he, like, I didn't know how bad it was. Right. But even, even him being hit was like, no, let's go find some guns so we can figure this out. And, um, we ended up going to the hospital and my mom came up there and like my parents came up there and, to me, it still wasn't a big deal. I understood the gravity, but everybody was still thinking about how we're going to get some payback. And um, after that, my the, the guy wasn't injured that bad. He got grazed. He was still traumatic, but he, um, you know, he ended up being okay. But after that, my dad made me stay inside for a little while, right? Because I wasn't. He didn't know what else was coming with it. And I was so upset about having to stay inside and I couldn't, I couldn't understand it then. But now me being a father with children, parents see things that you don't see and they make decisions that seem like they're drastic 
but a lot of times it's to protect you from being how stupid you can be at that at that age. So what do you think about your dad getting shot at? That was one of the times, but uh, that's. Mm. I I got a question. Okay. Uh, what do you think would have happened if he didn't get shot and you went to get the gun? One of us probably would have died. Somebody would have died. Did you like ever like when you were younger like fully grasp like the weight of the situation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for a time I was mad, but the thing was, I probably couldn't pick the guy out of a lineup. If he he could have been. He, since then, I've always wondered: Have I seen him again? Right, and as much as as big of an incident as it was, and it wasn't social media then, so it wasn't like it happened and now it's on IG or whatever you know other platforms that y'all use. So it didn't travel like that, but word traveled, and we never found out um, who that person was. I actually had a cousin that lived in that area and was keeping his ears to the street, but we never actually found out who the person was. So I don't know if he was from that area or or what, but that. That could have been a very, like, you couldn't have been here if that night went a little bit different. I wouldn't have been here if that night went a little bit different. Um, But I don't want you to, I don't want you to have, I don't want to have that in common with you. Like, I want to have these conversations so that you, so that my experience is sufficient for you to move differently. I don't want to have it in common that we got shot at. That's not something I want to celebrate. So when I make certain decisions, um, and you, you're not one. You're not one that's like always trying to run off and go somewhere. Or um, like when I was your age, we uh, fifteen. Yeah, I would. I would be everywhere in the neighborhood. I mean, not far, but you know, a mile or two miles, or even on bikes. Um, that wouldn't be out of the question. But that's not necessarily you. And that's again because of COVID. COVID kind of hijacked your childhood. Or your your adolescence, so to speak. But yeah, I uh, I did I did grasp the gravity of it. I, I won't say that that kept me out of any similar situation before. I mean, or after that. Um, but it was a good it was a good mile marker in life to say, hmm, thank God, number one, and two, you know, make sure that um, again I you know provide instruction that. Make sure that I'm open and available for you to talk to so that you don't have to find yourself like you don't have to prove anything. That's one thing I want you to know. I didn't I didn't feel like I was proving anything, but there's nothing you have to prove to me about being tough. Tough guys end up on T-shirts. Two weeks later, people stop talking about them. R.I.P. or the tough guy that goes to jail. Free my guy. I get it that you're supposed to say that or that's the expectation. Um, but there, there are true consequences to uh, to actions, especially when you lack information. So, your dad wasn't a gangster; far from it. Just found myself in found myself in some situations and put myself in other situations that I didn't have to, but grew me up really, really quick. Thoughts? That's an experience. <laughs> it's definitely something. How do you think you would have reacted? If I got shot at? Yeah. If you were around a gun, somebody pulled out a gun, how do you think you react? Because I've been around that more times than, yeah. Uh, I'd probably be scared. Mm-hmm. I'd try to get away from it, but 
it's a gun. There's not much you can do. Yeah. And, the, and as scared as you are, the person holding the gun probably is scared too. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the more, um, that's the worst part. Scared person with a gun, I don't want to be around them ever, mm-hmm. whether I know them or not, because they're, they're not thinking rationally. And the gun has, the gun doesn't have feelings. It just goes off and the bullet goes wherever it's pointed. Um, yeah, things are very different. Have you have you ever found yourself in a compromising situation where you didn't know what was going to happen and you thought maybe there was some danger? I don't think so. Good. Good. Part of me is saying good and part of me is like, ah, but if it happens, how will he react? It's a difficulty of being a parent, especially a father, is what's preparing you and what's propelling you to a life that that isn't necessary for you. Those are kind of my struggles. Like, do I want my son to be tough? Tough is relative. I don't want you to be an aggravator or the person, you know, or an assailant instigating stuff. But um, that's why you were in jujitsu, because things happen. I don't want you to I don't want you to have to freeze up if if uh if that situation is is brought to you. So Yeah. You done a whole lot of listening. My shock is this a shock episode for you? Things you didn't know? It's a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. I'm not that shocked. Why? Uh you're not shocked that I got shot at? No, it's it's not like I don't know. It's not like super, super shocking. It's not like I expected that. It's just like, I don't know. Is it because you see so much of it happen on the internet that you're desensitized or because I'm asking specifically me. Like, what about me says I, I, that I was in shootouts when I was younger? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not like, oh, my dad definitely got shot at when he was younger. It's just I don't know. Does it give you a different uh, or expand your perspective on who your father is? Yes. Like? Like you have a lot of experiences and situations that have changed your thinking. That's interesting. That probably influenced the way like you try to raise your kids. Hmm. They never have to go through what you went through. Yeah. And again, I had a good life. I made some poor decisions that um that made life difficult at times. So I don't want I don't want you to think that again, your dad wasn't a gangster, he wasn't out here looking for, eh. when I made those decisions, it wasn't a life that I had to, to live. And I and again I never put energy out there that I was tough. But we also didn't run from a lot of situations that were presented, so yeah, I just wanted to give you a look into uh into who I am. You asked a lot of good questions last time that you were uh that you were on the show. And again, I hope that you're on more episodes. We have to figure that out now. The school is starting back, but maybe maybe we'll figure out how to do it on the weekends, uh, if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts? Yeah. So you gotta know how to you gotta know how to run a show. You gotta know how to move and pivot if you're going to be in uh, audio-visual. 
This is definitely an interesting episode. I learned a lot of things that I didn't know about you. Mm. That's good. Uh, I'm excited to know more about the movie that you're producing. Do you think you're going to write a book or you want to write a book? Yeah, I started the um, I started the process to write a book. And I know your mom wants to write one, too. I don't know. We haven't decided if we'll write one together. But, um, we both have experiences before during, and during marriage that will be helpful to others. So, yes, what I need to do is put a deadline on it because it's something I've been thinking about for a few years. I've taken different stabs at it in terms of organizing thoughts. But I actually started writing... Um, the intro probably a few months ago and then I put it down. So one thing that I'm going to have to do once my formal corporate life is what well, is phase of it anyway is paused is to make sure that I am organizing my time to do all of these things. Cause we got a lot of things we want to do. You know, we got, we got apparel, we got various podcasts, the movie that I mentioned, we're helping other people with podcasts uh, working with James on shooting movies with other people, uh, for other people. So it's a lot that can um, occupy my time. And if I'm not careful about it, I'll be doing a whole bunch of stuff and finishing nothing. So, yeah, I am. I'm very interested in writing a book. You know what the name of your movie is going to be? The Fall to the Top. Mm. That's an interesting name. I thought so. Somewhat of an interesting guy at times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, back to school, man. Um, I'm still proud of you. Uh, I appreciate you having this conversation with me and just want you to know that I'm still open. Even sometimes if I don't look like it, can't necessarily read my face and know exactly what I'm thinking constant poker face <laughs> but uh yeah that's gonna do it we do want to shout out uh listen more talk less that's what this logo is right here i'm gonna sit up listen more talk less son got the mm. there you go son got it too uh listen more talk less um very self-explanatory very valuable lesson is it really a life hack um you got two ears and one mouth for a reason uh but yeah this is a, a strong um Black-owned brand out of Virginia, 757, where we're from. So we'll always uh, support those that support us. We'd like to thank them for sponsoring this episode. The link to the uh, information to uh, to order will be in the show notes or in the uh, comment section, depending on how you're um, ingesting this uh, this content. And they do custom orders. That's the cool thing. They do custom orders. So if you you know if you got um, school colors that you like. I don't know what the bounds are, but I've seen so many variations of it and quality, quality materials. They got the hats, too. And again, we'll put that information down below. But listen more, talk less. We appreciate you being a sponsor. As always, uh, Johns and Co. is our family company, family brand. Uh, where we produce various products. We have uh, the Healthy Marriage is Dope. Flagship uh, collection uh, from that from that uh, from that is one of the brands. Uh, my wife also has Love Keisha J. 
Uh, I think it's Opulence and Earth is her jewelry collection. Doing very well. And we're excited about how it's growing. So we'll wrap here. We uh, we appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. The Dear Son Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. All rights reserved. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time.